Welcome to the Polly Guglielmo podcast. I appreciate you being here today. It, you're going to finally get a chance to hear what I foresee this podcast actually being. First two episodes were sort of, you know, different. In fact, I I promised you, didn't I, that I was going to share something about that first episode that I was maybe not going to share. That first episode that I did with me and Tony Perry talking about me purchasing his business, that episode, when I actually did it, I thought it was going to air on Wham 1180 as my final food show. In fact, when I did that podcast, I'd edit out a whole bunch of uh, ins and outs of me saying, you know, hey, welcome back to there. You know, we'll be right back. We have to take a break. I mean, all of that stuff. I had to edit all of it out and I turned it into just, you know, one running conversation. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't know because what happened was we closed the deal on a Thursday, Thursday, April 30th. Friday, May 1st, I recorded that interview with Tony. And at that time, I had, re- I had well, I had, what I had done was I had gone to iHeartMedia to ask to, to get out of my contract because... Uh, I was, and I didn't think there'd be an issue with that because I wasn't going to a competing business. And this podcast, by the way, is not monetized. So if you want to advertise on this podcast, sorry, you're out of luck till at least mid-October. As long as I'm under contract with the old company, I'm not allowed to um, compete. And, and, you know, monetizing this would would be competition. So no, non-compete in that form. But when I did it on Friday with Tony, I didn't know whether or not it was going to air because I hadn't heard yet at the time that I was recording that, I hadn't heard yet whether or not they needed me to serve out my two weeks notice. And if they did, I was going to, you know, be responsible for all my duties. And one of those was doing that food show on Wham, which I'll be honest with you, I miss doing that show. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Now, the one good news is uh, with this podcast, I'm going to kind of combine the two concepts that I used to do for my my when I was uh, employed in in radio. I used to do like a food show, and I used to do like a CEO's interviews, and I'm going to just kind of combine the two, and that'll be what this is. Just just looking for interesting stories. I'm very fascinated by entrepreneurship and business owners, and so you're going to probably hear a lot of that on this. Uh, in fact, that's what we have up today. Uh, what happened was I was on Instagram and I was scrolling and I came across this handle called Curated Love. And I click on Curated Love and it brings me to this thing that says it's the, it says Curated Love, the the Rochester Pop-Up Wedding Project. I see that and I go, cool. And I click on it and I end up uh, exchanging then, I guess, text messages with one of the founders of the company who also happens to be a healthcare worker at Highland. And you'll hear a little bit about that in this podcast. Uh, And I find out that, you know, that she and her friend have started this little business doing pop-up weddings in Rochester. And they started it in the middle of a pandemic. Her name is Leah Countryman. Her partner's name is Casey Stevens. They are the founders of Curated Love the Rochester Pop-Up Wedding Project. This interview was recorded via Zoom. Not going to lie. I hate it. I mean, not the interview. I love the interview. I hate Zoom. I am a sound quality freak, and I have the capability, if I'm in person with somebody, to do something that sounds really high quality, uh, but we're not getting together in person in 2020 uh, due to the pandemic, so I don't have the ability to do that, so I'm sort of forced to do these interviews 
the way the best way I can and at this moment that's zoom so uh, bear with me on sound quality other than that we are good to go ladies and gentlemen Leah Countryman and Casey Stevens the founders of Curated Love on the Polly Guglielmo Show How's it going? Good. How about you? Are you guys in the same place right now? No. No. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, I was like, wait, wait a second. What's that? I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure. How's it going, guys? Thanks for doing it. Thank you um, so much for having us. Yeah. How did the venue meeting go? And do you do venue meetings on Zoom? Is that how it works now? Uh, well, it went well. And for right now, uh, everything's been on Zoom or FaceTime, which is kind of strange, but it's been okay. You guys were, just before we started talking, you guys were looking at a venue. How does, like, the the tour of the venue go when it's got to be like this? <laughs> Every place is a little different. Um, some places have just sent us, like, a pre-recorded video. Um, some places are actually, the owner goes and, like, walks us through on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, actually. How did it go then? Yeah. Did it go good? Do we think we have a potential, or do you guys still have to have your meeting where you talk about what you thought? I think we still have to do like the whole rundown, but um, every venue we've looked at so far has been super nice. Rochester is actually really lucky with the variety that we have. I got married four years ago and we did. We spent a lot of time going for, by the way, we're already doing the podcast. I don't know if I should tell you that or not. <laughs> okay. is, yeah, I, did, I don't know how podcasts work, so I'm just kind of <laughs> figuring it out. So I think we're already doing it. Like this is the, <laughs> this is just all going to go on. So right, I was going to, I was going to say this is all going to air, but I got to get out of the habit of saying that this doesn't air. Podcasts don't air. Anyway, we're already doing the podcast. I should probably warn you of that. Okay. Um, I remember when we were getting married, I got married in late 2016. We could have looked at, we could have probably looked at venues forever. I mean, you really can just spin yourself in circles looking at venues and comparing things. And How many venues would you say you guys have looked at? <sighs> I would say we're looking at like at least 10 to 15. We've probably, due to the pandemic, we probably haven't looked at all of them yet. Um, but we have like 10 to 15 locations kind of scouted. And the thing with our pop-up weddings is they're a little bit different criteria that we're looking for in a venue. So we don't need a venue to hold 200 people because our events have 30, 40 guests maybe. So it's a little different criteria. So that's been fun too for us to kind of find these different venues than, you know, eight of your friends have already gotten married at. <laughs> so let's talk about exactly what a pop-up wedding is then. Could you, Casey, could you def define a pop-up wedding? I can. So we have a really great little spiel on our website too. So um, I'm going to kind of read from that a little bit, but it is a 90 minute fully styled and all inclusive um, wedding experience. So the pop-up wedding is perfect for couples who want a beautiful and intimate wedding at a fraction of the cost. Um, you know, we get to create and style the whole thing for all the couples. So the ceremony and we have a mini reception. That's my alarm telling me to call you guys. 
And we style everything for the bride and groom or whoever is getting married. We could also do a vow renewal. Um, but basically, they just have to show up in what they're wearing and bring their marriage license because we can't do that in New York State for you. And show up and we plan everything. We have a the ceremony, um, like we said, champagne toast, light snacks, 90 minutes in and out. And then you can go do whatever you want after. You can have, you know extra time at a restaurant, have a meal with your closest friends. You can go have a campfire. You can go directly on your honeymoon. You can really do whatever you want after, but we kind of get you in and get the job done. Um, and it's low stress, low cost. I don't know, Leah, got anything else? A lot of, um, a lot of weddings that we've been to, there's a lot of dead time where guests are just standing around. I mean, mm -hmm. if you have a cocktail in your hand, that's great. But there's a lot yes. of the couples taking photos with 400 different people and guests are just kind of standing around. It's great um, to mingle for a certain amount of time, but there's a lot of filler and fluff um, added into weddings these days. And that's fine for the couple that wants that. Um, but we're more geared toward a couple who um, either doesn't want the stress and expectations of a traditional wedding, doesn't want to financially commit to a $25,000 wedding, or just want something a little different. Um, we're not worried about what your great aunt wants for dinner or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Stuff like that. We're worried about the love that you two have, how you want to celebrate. And I think it's a great, um, option. Yeah, it does sound like a great option. It's like the, it's the medium between some people just go to the courthouse and then right. other people got it. You got to throw out the big blowout wedding and you guys are like, there could be a middle ground here. Right. Are, absolutely. Either, are either one of you guys married? I'm engaged. So that's how this whole thing started, actually. Um, I got engaged in January of 2019. And I immediately did the like, oh, I'm gonna look at venue thing. And I was shocked at first how much everything costs. Um, I thought everything was crazy price, especially for Rochester. I'm like, who is paying for these weddings? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, people I don't go know. in debt. You know, people go in debt over weddings. Right. I, so a venue yeah. told me, actually, they're like, well, you can take out a loan. And I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and the other thing is, too, like some of these people who put all their time and energy into this one single day, they end up crying. They don't remember half of it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't tend to live up to the expectations always unless you do have an unlimited budget and that's just right if you spend all your time taking photos because you paid thousands of dollars for your photographer then you miss out on a lot of the guest interaction and I feel yeah. like a lot of the brides were full disclosure we're 31 a lot of our friends are getting married or have gotten married um and I think when people look back on the day it's such a blur and we think it really should be, it's such an important day. It really should be about the two people and like the love that they share. And we think if we take care of all the details and let the couple focus on their love, um, it's more meaningful. And we oh, allow them so to, to personalize so many aspects. Yeah, you're um, really on, I think you're really onto a good idea here because the, the, you're right. It's such a blur. It goes by so fast. You spend a ton of money. Yeah, you, you do. You do end up overspending. And then at the end of it, you go, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and, 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 you know, know. And, and the other thing is not everything goes well either. And I remember we had a couple things for our wedding. Like we, we did apple pies for our wedding instead of wedding cake because uh, yeah. my, my 
my wife's grandmother made apple pies and that was like uh-huh. that was their big thing so yeah so we do these apple pies and i remember the dj at the end of the night said bye to us and had in his arm he had like three <laughs> full apple pies and i remember thinking wait what the f is going on what, did that guy just leave with pie? and then the other thing is we did a garbage plate buffet at the end and all my, all, all my, it's funny, I just realized all my things are food related, but I have three complaints. My other complaint, we did a garbage play buffet at the end. And I remember this one woman saying bye to me at the end of the night. And she had four to go containers full of garbage plates. And those, and those ended up being completely gone. And then the third thing is one th- I always tell my, my bride, my wife, who's in the other room. So if you hear, if you hear the faint sound of the cookie monster song in the other room, Got it. with our child right now. But um, I remember the other thing was, I, the meal, I was so excited about our meal because we got married at the Strath and it was Char was the yeah. the, the caterer. Nice. So I was like, we actually have good food at our wedding. I was proud of that. And I just knew, I we did a sweetheart table and I just knew that there was no way I was going to get through that meal because we were going to be like, oh, we got to go say hi to this person and hi to that person and hi to this person. And I told her like going up to that wedding, I told her a million times, I was like, yeah, just let me have five minutes to, to just like dive into this meal and sure enough 10 seconds in she said we have to go say hi to my aunt rose I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> i knew this was totally. gonna happen. anyway yeah so I think do you, that is the meal included in your program well so what's included is light fare so we have several options um for caterers and also for what that includes um a lot of people we think will choose like the charcuterie option um like a big display that'll feed their guests um but we have flexibility in that we also do have room for additions like adding a full bar versus just champagne toast or adding a meal because it's 90 minutes in the package but we do allow for extended time slots so if someone was like i want a low cost wedding that's unique but i I need way longer than 90 minutes. That's fine. Um, We do have room for extended time slots. So if someone needed four hours and they wanted a meal, we can do that. It's not included in the base package, but I think that's what makes it beautiful is when I was visiting venues, not only were they costly, but they were kind of restrictive. Like the caterer had to be so-and-so. You had to serve this way. It had to be sit-down service, Um, things like that. And I think the part of the beauty of a pop-up wedding is whatever your vision is, like that's our goal. Like our vision is to make your vision happen. Like the things that are important to you are important to us. And the things that you are like, I saw this at a wedding one time. I thought it was so tacky. Then we don't want to include it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Casey, what are the tacky things at weddings? Uh, I got a couple ideas. So, I mean, this is personal opinion. I'm just going to throw that <laughs> personal. Out. It's personal opinion. We know. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe some of the garter toss that you want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> awkward, too. It's awkward in front of everybody. The, the groom. Especially to like, biting uh, it off of her leg and your grandma's yeah. hair. I don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> so some mm. of that. We didn't, we didn't do that, by the way, because I okay, just thought it was, it was like, it's cringeworthingly. Yeah. Just embarrassing. But uh, it is. So, I mean, we do have this little questionnaire that we um, have our clients fill out. Like, do you want to include things such as, you know, bouquet toss, garter toss, speeches, first dance, mother, son dance, whatever. We have a whole list of stuff. Like, do you want to include that? We're going to build your, you know, itinerary, quote unquote, I guess, um, on 
how we can execute all of these wishes within your 90 minutes or if you have a longer slot or if you don't want to do any of that we can get married take a few pictures and then just hang out with your guests we can also do that um but again that's up to the couple and what they want but yeah some of that stuff it's, it's everyone's right. interested in <laughs> or the classes and everyone watches you kiss i don't know it just what? doesn't seem like the wedding has changed much since you know, maybe our parents or our grandparents got married. So we really kind of want to bring weddings into the. You're right. Leah, what about you? What What's the, what's the cringeworthy <laughs> part of a wedding? Um, I hate to have the same answer, but I'm not a big fan of the garter situation. Uh, but I also just feel like, not that it's tacky, but I think, I think it's a shame that a lot of couples spend their day like you did. You couldn't even enjoy your meal. And that is like what you were really excited about. Um, and for me, like, I have a pretty big family. Um, I know I don't look Italian, but my mom's side is very Italian. Nice. So um, in order to, like, spend the day how I want to spend the day, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to take a modern approach um, to a wedding um, to limit my guest count and to make the day about what I want and not necessarily about what the matriarchs of my family want. <laughs> yeah, well, because there's no – you don't get quality time on your wedding day because you have 200 or however many people you have at your wedding. But for our, in our case, you have 200 people and, and you have to split your time almost evenly amongst those 200 people. So right. you've got people who are in from Chicago and California. They come to town to see you and you literally spend a minute and a half with them. It's to me, it seems right. crazy and illogical kind of. And in your case, right. it sounds like you get to kind of whittle it down to what do you really want to do? Right. Totally. And I think that there's options too for someone, let's say if someone really wanted to have 200 guests on their day, I think there's room for that. I think for those people, you have your pop-up wedding, the 90 minute ceremony and mini reception with the guests that you can whittle down to 40, your most important guests. And then the post pop-up party you do with the 200 people. You either rent out a space that we can help you source for 200 to have a more traditional reception, or we help you work with a rental company to get a tent for your backyard or whatever. There's room for people to do tradition with a twist. Cause we're not saying get rid of tradition totally. We're just kind of saying there's room for a more modern version where you incorporate the elements of a traditional wedding that mean something to you and the ones that don't you leave behind. And if a big post pop-up party is what you want, we're definitely here for that and we can help with that also. Oh, okay. So t talk to me about the logistics of how this works. So obviously pretend for a moment, there's no pandemic going on. Let's pretend for a moment. This is everything's running exactly as it's supposed to run. Is it, is it just that you guys are constantly planning weddings or is it like every once a month or once a quarter, we're going to have this day where we're going to set up this big, gorgeous wedding and we're going to churn these things out. We've got a, an, a 9 a.m. an 11 a.m. a 1 p.m. Is that how it works? Or uh, So we are just starting as of this year also. So we uh, started in the beginning of the year before the pandemic. Um, and our goal was to have weddings quarterly. Um, so there's three time slots, usually not um, noon, three and six. Um, and we're going to have one of these weddings where there's three different options and three different couples will come in at the three options time slots and that's kind of what keeps the cost down as well as like cost share the space the photographer stuff like that um 
And then we would have them quarterly and would have, you know, the theme that we would develop would be posted on our website and you would kind of sign up for, okay, I want, you know, for our September wedding that we have planned, it's called Dusky Skies and it's very um, sunset colors. Um, so if that was something that spoke to you, you would sign up and pick your time slot and then we would kind of take it from there as far as customization into what the couple really wants. Did you guys get the chance to get one down or did the pandemic ruin even your first one? The pandemic put a little bit of oh, sorry. A delay. It's all right. On our first one, we do have one scheduled for September 12th, which is a Saturday. We do have one couple booked. The couple that we booked is a couple that was affected by the pandemic. Their original wedding date was um, early this summer. They're not going to be able to do that as planned. So they reached out to us to ask um, for more details and they they are excited because they think um, keeping things small will hopefully, even if everything doesn't reopen fully, um, they might be able to have a wedding, even if it's a little smaller than what they imagined. Um, so we were super glad that we could help them out. And we're hoping that by September 12th, <laughs> yeah. we can do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling for you guys. I think that's, I think it's great. And you mentioned the cost sharing too. That's a whole another thing I didn't even think about that. So it brings the overall cost, obviously, of a wedding down. I mean, you had already alluded to that, but right through cost sharing, one photographer for the whole day. Have you guys gone right. through and chosen all your, and that's the other thing. Are you guys, pardon the pun, but married to certain vendors? Is it always going to be the same photographer? Or are you going to kind of rotate that stuff as well? We, we want to rotate it. Go ahead, Keith. <laughs> I was just going to say, we have, you know, our preferred maybe vendors, um, but we do, yeah, want to rotate throughout the different events because we don't want to be locked into one photographer, for example, or one caterer or one venue because we want this to be unique and different every time. Um, but we do have people that, you know, have been supportive of us from the beginning that we obviously want to work with. Um, so that's, I would just say also that you don't want to marry yourself to one photographer because then you're limited based on that person's availability. And we want to be able to provide weddings for couples. If a couple has a date that means a lot to them, if their parents wedding anniversary or their grandparents wedding anniversary means a lot to them, but our one photographer isn't available on that date, we don't want to get stuck. Um, so I think offering a range of vendors is not only best for scheduling, but I think it also allows couples to choose the wedding package that has vendors that they want to work with. So bring me to the light bulb moment for this business. The moment where Leah and Casey were just hanging out and you guys look at each other and you go, you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do that thing. Let's do, can you bring me back to that? Yeah, so I, I was looking at venues, like I said, I was surprised by cost and just surprised by how options felt limited. Um, Casey was very involved in my planning process because she's my maid of honor. And we talked about like there should be a different option um, for Rochester. There are already pop-up weddings in Buffalo um, and definitely in other bigger cities in Rochester, but... Um, we thought, like, why not Rochester? Um, and we decided. Super capable of doing all of this, you know? And we love working together. We've been best friends for years. So we kind of wanted to start a new, I don't know, adventure yeah. in our lives as well. Yeah. When did you actually decide to go forward with this? It would have been, like, 
last year at some point, right? It was like late November of last year. Yeah. Um, and it was a slow start, I'll be honest, because we were scared, I think, more than anything. Yeah. We, our background is both in healthcare, and so this is a very uh, harsh <laughs> like harsh right um from both of our very science driven backgrounds um but when we met with people when we took some classes we met with small business mentors um from the city of rochester and every person that we met with we just got tons of encouragement um and a lot of positivity around the idea so we kept taking baby steps forward and then March 1st we launched our social media and all that stuff and then very shortly after was the pandemic so it's been a wild ride so far and and not until the pandemic hits not only does the pandemic hit and kind of temporarily ruins your plans but also you both in healthcare so you're right in the middle of the shit right like you guys are legitimately not only having to put your business on hold but also oh I gotta go to work every day and literally frontline this thing. So let, yeah, let me just switch gears for a second. Tell me about that, Leah. Um, so I work at Highland. I am a nuclear medicine technologist, which basically is part of radiology. Um, I administer radioactive material for diagnostic and therapeutic purposes. Um, I had a department of five before the pandemic, and then within the first week, we had two per diem people quit and my boss uh, go out on disability. So we're down to two in my department. So it's been a challenge. Um, But honestly, I am a healthcare worker because I I do believe in helping people. You know what I mean? As cheesy as that sounds. So I'm glad that I'm able to give back. Um, I would be lying if I said I wasn't scared. But um, so far, um, everything's been okay. The patients are super grateful. Um, and just trying to do the best I can <laughs> every day. Yeah. I'm sorry to, br- I mean, we had our, we had our son at, at Highland. I, I love that hospital and that would be a tricky thing working at a hospital where, um, where people are coming in for it. I mean, it's not often you get to go to the hospital for a happy reason, right? At Highland, right. you get to, you do get to see people coming in for good reasons. Right. And then it's kind of like r- ruined by this other thing. Whatever you said your job was, that was the smartest job I've ever heard in my life, by the way. You're a <laughs> nuclear something, something. Holy cow. My it sounds God. so much more impressive than it is. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you dealing with what you're talking about? Are you dealing specifically with COVID in, in what you're doing? Or are you kind of still doing your, your job. I, I, I'm not smart enough to understand even um, what the heck so you were I talking had, about. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, you're fine. I've had both just my run of the mill patients and I've had a lot of rule out patients, which means patients who have been tested for COVID, but the results are not back. And I've had a few um, positive patients as well. Casey, you work in healthcare as well. What do you do exactly? But I'm, yeah, I'm lucky where I can work from home. So I'm definitely more on, uh, different side of things, but I actually, I'm a project manager at a research company. So I work with pharmaceutical companies taking drugs to the FDA or other regulatory authorities. Um, so I, I actually work in the space of oncology imaging. So, you know, unfortunately, yeah. if a patient has cancer, it's not going away because of this COVID pandemic. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely still busy, but I'm very lucky to be able to work from home right now. So I don't have to go through the same things that Leah does. 
so you guys, the pandemic hits, you, you launch your social media. I'm thinking March 1st. It had to have been two weeks later, maybe, that we all find <laughs> out that life's going to stop for a while. Yeah. Tell me about the conversation you guys had with each other where you're like, Oh shit, basically, right? I would assume that was the majority <laughs> um, of the conversation. Well, yeah, the majority of the conversation went like that. We also um, had a lot of people reaching out saying, wow, this idea is so spot on because of the pandemic. Um, because vendors, uh, wedding yeah. vendors in the area think that moving forward, people will be a little wary of large groups even when the, that is allowed. Um, so they were like, this is so spot on. And it, it was weird for me because we're not trying to, our intention was never to capitalize on other people's suffering. You know what I mean? Like we didn't design this for the pandemic. Um, so at first I was a little uncomfortable with advertising our services um, during the pandemic because it just felt, I don't know. I yeah. can Too relate. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. You don't want to, I, I kept using the term like, spike the football because we were we were in um you know in sauce and grocery grocery was not a bad business to be in when the pandemic right. hit and 95 percent of the economy is doing terribly you did the last i i get what you're saying the last thing you want to do is stand in the corner and dance and go oh hey, we're doing okay over here like it doesn't it's not a good look is what it is right so you just kind of hide and you're like eh. so you're right like i i don't blame you for saying maybe we maybe we just step back for a second we don't want to be in right yeah. yeah and then we realized that like we could we could present our services without being pushy and i think that's our whole thing i've had some experiences where people are really trying to sell you on something and I just feel like if it's the right fit it's the right fit we don't need to be pushy so our biggest thing is telling people what a pop-up wedding is because a lot yeah. of people in Rochester don't even know and then if it is the right fit if we can help people in any way we definitely want to but we also you know what I mean we don't need to be aggressive the right people I think will find us yeah I mean I know I found you just from Instagram, I literally clicked on curated love and I thought, look, it's another food influencer. And then I went, wait, this is different. <laughs> and, and then I saw, and I saw pop-up wedding and I was like, this is awesome. This is a really cool idea. And I didn't even realize it existed elsewhere, but those are the best ideas. I mean, it, the, you know, the method is proven yeah. in that sense. You know, it's, it's new to Rochester, which I think is a great space for you guys to be. It's new for Rochester, but it's mm -hmm. not new in general and other people are making it work. Did you contact anyone? who was running pop-up wedding businesses in other cities and, and pick their brains at all or not really? We talked about that at one point being like, we, we should reach out to, you know, this group or that group, but we haven't directly spoken with anyone doing pop-up weddings. But you can study think, what they're doing from afar. And right. I think social did. media helps. I yeah. think yeah. social media shows you um, what people are doing, how they're, how they've had success. Um, so I feel like we've been able to gauge things like that from even Instagram. <laughs> so how does somebody actually go about booking a wedding with you guys? You can visit our website, curatedlove.com. Wait, curatedloverock.com. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, I swear. Um, and we have, uh, <laughs> we have um, all of our information's on there, but they can just sign up and put the deposit in right through our website. Um, and then that slot is booked and it gets removed for other people to even look at as a nice. option. So, and, a, and as we speak, obviously we know things can change, but as we speak, when is your next wedding planned? Is it that September one? 
Yeah, it's September 12th, uh, which is a Saturday. The venue is the Rochester Brainery. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Of course, of course. Yes. Um, we're super psyched. They've been so supportive. And I think it's a great venue, especially for our guest count of between 30 and 40. Um, and we have three slots on that day, 12, 3, and 6. The 3 o'clock slot is booked. Um, but we were talking just this last week about for the 12 p.m. slot, um, and trying to do something for the pandemic. Our package is $3,500, the base package. People can add on, obviously, but that is the price. It's advertised on our site, which I think is great because I don't know about you, when you were looking at venues, but when I was looking at stuff, it was like pulling teeth sometimes trying to get pricing. <laughs> they don't want to give you, yeah, they don't want to tell right. you. So I, I like that we just state the package price, um, but we're talking about discounting the 12 p.m. slot on that day for any couple that may be struggling, um, if they were laid off, let go, any couple that had uh, to reschedule due to COVID, um, anyone that we can help just because so many local businesses have been giving back. Um, I felt it at the hospital, people bringing food, um, people making donations to healthcare workers. So I've been on the receiving end. I'd like to be, we'd like to be able to give back a little bit. So we're, um, in the works of trying to discount that slot even more from 3,500, hopefully to make it more budget accessible for someone who wants to get married, but feels that they might not be able to make it work. Have you been seeing that at, at Highland, uh, is food showing up every single day? Like almost every single day. It's been That's great. Really cool. it's, it's just a reminder that like people appreciate what you're doing. Um, and it just makes you feel, you know what I mean? Better about going to work and it, it puts the fear at bay a little. Yeah. Walking in there every day. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. Okay. So curated love ROC dot com you can see everything on there and get a whole idea in case you guys are wondering uh at the beginning i didn't really introduce you that's because there's like a whole intro that i'm gonna do that's you know separate from the actual okay. i guess okay. we call it, i guess we call this an interview i'm not sure i guess conversation it's honestly it's like an experiment for me too because this is my first ever like podcast <laughs> i don't know i don't even know if i'm doing it right but we are both obsessed with podcasts we are like constantly <laughs> listening podcasts discussing podcasts with each other saying what are your what are your go-to podcasts what do you guys like anything listen? about true crime like, oh my god true look crime obsessed. okay well, uh true crime garage last turn on uh, last house yes. on the left yeah. are those your go-to's well true crime garage i love sword and scale yeah. Um, that one's a little intense for me sometimes. Generation Y is yes. good too. But um, they have what's the like biggest mystery? One-off yeah. ones that they like develop a story, and you just like listen to that one story. Like Leah and I listened all about Joe Exotic last year before there was a Netflix special. <laughs> True podcast. So, <laughs> doesn't that piss you off when when like you're on to something? Like for me, it was Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. Oh yes, I listened to that podcast. Yeah, yeah, that one for me. That was the one that I was kind of hip to before anyone else was, and I was telling everyone, and nobody cared. Nobody. <laughs> and then the documentary came out on HBO or Showtime, and everyone's like, "Are you hearing about the Theranos thing?" I'm like, "I tried to tell you all." And I'm like, "Was that what you were like with Joe Exotic?" <laughs> I kind of. We were like, oh, yeah, we know everything about the Tiger King. Like, <laughs> what did the documentary say, leave out about Joe Exotic, well, Tiger King? The only thing I will say about the Netflix special that you don't get from podcasts is the, the imagery of these people True. is very uh, <laughs> distinct, yeah. and it definitely sits with you a little differently than when you're just hearing them and you're 
just like you can picture a redneck person or whatever, but then you see Joe Exotic, you're like, whoa, he just like takes the cake. So <laughs> definitely yeah. imagery is a little different when you're watching it. Do you guys listen to the last podcast on the left? Do you know that one? I know that one. I don't listen to it actually. All right. So it's true crime, but and it sounds weird, but it's true crime, but with a comedy twist. And you don't really? think you don't think that's possible. Like me yeah. even telling you right now, I don't blame you if you're thinking that sounds terrible. It <laughs> well, does sound terrible, but it's good. I listen to my favorite murder, which is the same thing. It's like these oh, two okay. men that just like talk and kind of use comedy to deal with the like most horrific things, which is if you, if you murder. Use one famous unsolved crime that you get to choose one, Casey, one that oh, you God. know what actually happened. Which uh, one do you Jean choose? Benet. Yes, me too. I'm a Jean Benet guy. Yes, that's the one I would pick. Absolutely. Yeah. What What's your theory on Jean Benet? Well, right? the thing that kills me is just like I, there's too many theories. Almost like I'm like we don't even have like a top two or whatever. They're just like always like so many different things. I would love for it to not be a family member, of course, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm team not family member. I actually, I'm, I'm a, I'm an intruder guy. I think it might've been an intruder. And I like the, uh, do you know what I mean when I say the Santa Claus theory? Yeah. Yeah. From the party. The neighbor who was Santa Claus, who said he was going to come visit her. And then she said he's coming tonight. And then yeah. like it happened. Yeah. That, and that guy turned out when you look into his past, it turns out he was kind of a creep too. Yeah. That was the other thing. That My was, sister that's and I get in heated John Benet debates <laughs> because she is a hundred percent team family member and I'm a hundred percent intruder or, you know, stranger or something along those lines. Yeah. So it's very funny. It, it's a family hot button for us. Leah, what's yours? If you could solve one, is it John Benet or is it a different one? Um, gosh, there's so many to pick from. I, the one I'm listening to now, the podcast I'm listening to now is called The Off Officer's Wife. Um, and it's about a couple who's getting a divorce. The officer um, is cheating on the wife. Um, there are two shots, two gunshots fired, and they label it as a suicide. Mm -hmm. She ends up making it. She does not die. Wow. But she can't remember anything from that night. Um, and where I am in the podcast, it could be a different ending, but where I am it, there, she's trying to prove that he tried to kill her. Cause right now he has custody of the kids and he still lives in her neighborhood. <laughs> um, so I'm super, super interested in that one right now. I'm totally rooting for her because it's very unique for a suicide to have two gunshots and also right. <laughs> from the top down <laughs> um but whatever all those little details that make you think that it would be him also he's a cop so i kind of feel like he knows the people investigating the crime um so i'm super obsessed with this podcast right now <laughs> i gotta see yeah. how it ends though <laughs> i like that's a good story i didn't know about that one that's new yeah. to me i had to officers try that one there's, yeah. officers there's so many out there like that there really are. Um, one other thing I just want to tell you on the genre of podcasts or the type of podcast, do you guys do any business or entrepreneur podcasts? Does that interest you at all? I just started listening. Um, I was like true crime all the time. But now that we have moved into this uh, business venture, we have started. Um, but I'm not as well versed as I am about crime. <laughs> 
So I want to I want to recommend if you don't mind I want to recommend yeah two that would be you. great. One is one is just called How I Built This. It's by NPR, okay. and it's very famous entrepreneurs, businesses okay. you've heard of, giant okay. businesses talking about how they started their businesses, and it's fascinating. It's That's fantastic. Awesome. And then I'm gonna I'm actually looking up right now on my phone to see if it still exists because I'm actually gonna recommend another one to you. And this is going to be the douchiest thing anyone's going to do in front of you all day because it's actually one that I did before I left radio. Okay. Rochester CEOs, you should know. And I used okay. to love doing this. Um, it, it's interviews with – it's basically the exact same thing as how I built this, but specific to Rochester. So it's awesome. people who started businesses here. The only issue with that one is only available on iHeartRadio because I think That's at the okay. time that was all I was allowed to do was put things on iHeartRadio. Sure. But um, this one will be everywhere, but this is literally like the third episode. But anyway, it's got like the guy who founded Dinosaur Barbecue. Tom Galassano was my first guest. That's a cool oh, that's story. Awesome. Yeah, because people don't know that Tom Galassano, he wasn't born a rich guy. He legitimately worked at a payroll company and he went to his bosses and says, I have an idea. And they told him, you're wasting your time. And he quit and started paychecks. And he's a billionaire. I love that's the story. That's incredible. So yeah. Um, okay. Thank you guys very much for doing this. Yeah, it. of course. Thank you so much. I feel like I've taken up too much of your time, but no, uh, I mean, we have nowhere to go. It's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I was, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going today because it's mother's day. As we record this, we're going to Stokey farms right now for what? donuts and a drive through. You get to, cause my child is obsessed with trucks. Uh-huh. He loves trucks. If he sees a truck, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he learned how to do it, but he loves it. For some reason, when he sees a school bus, he freezes. He goes like that. He's, just like, oh, right. He's got these little th- every different. And then when he sees a fire truck, he goes. <laughs> so it's really, it's really cute. So we're taking him to get the trucks. Um, Casey Stevens and Leah Countryman, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. So Good luck. Do that. With curated love. Good luck, you guys. Thank you. Thank you.